Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, and uh, welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. Uh, last week, uh, Pastor Kenny and I talked about our church uh, moving into what's considered a historically black community uh, in our city, in Sykeston. And so, you know, one of the things that, that we've been doing as a church is that's, you know, part of the move and part of our strategy and part of our, you know, wanting, uh, wanting to build a community center, all those things we're thinking, we're praying, we're talking, we're having discussions, we're planning, strategizing, all those things on how to reach this particular community for Christ. And I mean, it's one, it's one of the things as far as diversity and fellowship. I mean, our goal is uh, for our, our church to, to be diverse, you know, and to um, reach both white people for the gospel, to reach black people for the gospel, Asian people, right, Hispanic people. We want to we wanna be able to do that. Particularly in our setting, we're thinking through, okay, how do we reach the black community for Christ? Um, and so in our kind of thinking through that, planning through that, talking about that, discussing all that, um, we, we've, we've realized, okay, there are certain barriers to reaching maybe different ethnicities, you know, just yeah. in general, you know, certain, certain barriers. And um, I mean, obviously there are the the kind of the overwhelming barriers, you know, or the, what we would say, you know, the barrier of sin, the barrier of, you know, you know, right. That is going to keep people from, from following Christ. But, but there are other, th- other issues to think through as well, other barriers that we can at least try to identify and think through. And so I'm going to talk about a few of those today. So, so Kenny, what is a barrier do you think that we face in reaching the black community for Christ? Yeah. One of the most prominent barriers that I run against a lot is the idea of slavery in the Bible. Okay. Um, so our first week in, in the African American community was, you know, this past week. Yes. And, um, so we're preaching through Titus. Yes. And we're committed to preaching straight through books. Whatever comes next. Whatever comes preach. next is, is mm-hmm. what we preach. Mm-hmm. And so our first Sunday back into the African American community is Titus two, Titus two, nine and ten, which deals <laughs> with bond servants, which deals yes. with slaves. Yes, that's <laughs> and right. So this is what we have to preach, and and in part of preaching that, my one of my focuses was that this is one of the main reasons why um, it's difficult to reach African Americans is because they read passages like Titus 2, 9 through 10, and they say, well, the Bible endorses slavery. Mm. And so you have to, you know, go through that text. And there's other texts in which Paul is talking about how bond servants, how slaves are to act towards their masters. Right. And those texts have been historically abused by masters in order to control they're slaves. Right. Yeah. And so when when you talk to certain African Americans about Christianity, they're like, there's no way I would follow a religion that 
endorsed the you know subjugation mm-hmm. of our people right right and so i don't see why any how any black person could be followers of christ when the bible clearly mm. um endorses this right and so we have to try to overcome that when we're having these discussions when we're trying to reach people mm-hmm. for Jesus. So, so yeah, what are some of the, what are, what are we doing to try to cuz we want to talk about these barriers, but we also want to say, okay, what are, you know, what are some strategies, what are some plans, what are some ways that we can try to overcome? So, what what do you think on that? Yeah, so, you know, one one thing I did in the sermon I preached yeah. was is to deal with what the Bible says about slavery, not, right. you know, exhaustive, exhaustively, because I would have been here all day preaching, mm-hmm. but, right. you know, try to get some points as to uh, what does the Bible actually say about slavery. And so, yeah. I mean, the first thing we have to do is just teach the passages faithfully. Right. Um, yeah. Not to just focus on certain passages, which is what a lot of those abusive slave masters were doing, mm-hmm. but focus on all of what the Bible says. The right. Bible would, is is woven together right it's not right. isolated there's not isolated passages when it comes to things of that nature so right we have to be sure to connect the dots yeah um, with what scripture is saying in regards to to slavery and i can brag on you a bit right yeah. i mean like i know you wouldn't say this but i mean kenny did a really really good job of addressing that i, I thought on sunday um if you're interested in the sermon you can find it at um, on our Facebook page, Facebook page, Grace Bible Fellowship of Sykeston, Missouri. There you go. It's our Facebook page. Yeah, so. so you can you could find that and listen to that. He talked about you know the elephant in the sanctuary. That was an interesting phrase, yeah. brother. Um, but you know, and just and just really try to lean into okay, what do we do with a passage like this, and how do we handle that? And so, I think that's a good. He he just he modeled a good example of how do you take a passage that's been abused and kind of used against a particular people group. Um, and, and how do you faithfully teach that, you know? And so yeah. I thought you handled that well, brother. I'll brag uh, on you a little bit. Appreciate it, brother. And, uh, and, and really understanding your context too. I mean, we're, we're right. a diverse church. We're trying to be a diverse church. Right. And so you have people in, in the congregation who are going to look at a passage on slavery and be like, Oh Lord, you know, yeah. like, right. And then you got other people in the room who's like, Oh Lord, we're going to talk about slavery again, right? right. Yeah. And so, how yeah. how is he going to handle that? And so, you got to be faithful with the text first of all. Yeah. And and then I would say, you know, for African Americans, point them to people who were abolitionists, right? Who were also Christians. Yeah. Like Christianity is was not monolithic into where everybody who read the Bible was like, "Hey, slavery is okay." Right. That is far from the truth. That's right. Um, many Christians read the Bible and was like, "We have to end this institution, especially mm. the institution that was happening in the in the United States, right, and and North America." Mm. And so, and and then you have to really lean into the history of the Black Church. Like the black church yeah. didn't start once slavery ended. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, right. Like there were slaves who were actually conducting mm-hmm. churches yeah. um, on the plantation because they read the Bible mm. and they saw elements of freedom, redemption. They mm. saw those themes throughout the Bible and they were like, what we are now is not what what was to be, what was not God's plan. Right. And so right. they they were reading the Bible the the very thing that you know people come against today and say 
it supports slavery. And they were reading it and said, no, it doesn't. Right. And so we, we mm-hmm. have in order to overcome those, you know, barriers yeah. in, in regards to slavery, we have to point people to, hey, yes, some people will abuse scripture. People do it now. They've done mm-hmm. it before. Mm-hmm. But let's let's faithfully teach the scripture and let's faithfully point people to 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 um, abolitionists and mm-hmm. and the church that actually read those scriptures right. correctly. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good. So, brother, what is a, another barrier to reaching the black community? Yeah, I, I think another one. And um, I think we even mentioned it uh, last week. We were talking about the, the move um, is that. Uh, many in the black community see Christianity as kind of the white man's religion. Yeah. Uh, or, or another way to kind of talk about it is that, um, okay, we've got all these white people coming down um, to, to our community trying to be the white savior. You know? Yeah. I mean, that, that, kind, of, that kind of language. Um, part of that in itself is connected to slavery. Yeah. I mean, you, you, especially the, when you look at the history of, of Africa, when you look at ideas like colonialism— uh, we're going to make you like us, and then, oh, by the way, we want you to have our religion too, you know? Right, right. So so I, I think I think there's a, you know, there's this, this connection of we don't want to have anything to do with that, you know, um, from uh, in the black community. And so uh, there are even those today, this may be more of a kind of a, a smaller minority, um, but, but there are some who are even, that's why they're being pushed to kind of go back to their African roots, right? Yeah. They want to... They want to get to this religion that was in their country before colonialism, before, you know, uh, some of these things happened. And so um, I think those are those are that's a barrier we're going to have to face. I mean, yeah, kind of at the popular level, you know, or at least at the kind of, you know, people throw around that idea on Facebook or or social media, whatever. It's the white man's religion. But even also at even a more deeper level where you're dealing with people who are looking at the history and they are looking at the way things happened and saying, why should we follow this? Yeah. You know, why should we do, why should we listen to you? You know, and so I think those are things. And so how do we overcome that one, Kenny? I mean, that one's, uh, I mean, that was one that uh, I know I, we wrestled with, we thought through, even when we were trying to sp- specifically um, minister in this community. And so what, what do you, what advice would you give on that? Yeah, I think, you know, once again, going back to the history of the black church, pointing people back right. to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you have people who were who were slaves who were like saying, this is not the master's religion. This right. is also for us. That's right. Right. And, um, I, I, you know, going back to the African roots, you know, I, there there's people who who want to go back to kind of the ancestor worship and mm-hmm. go back to some of the original kind of tribalism and and polytheism of, of right, right. ancient Africa. But here's the thing. The problem is, is that, first of all, just because something is older doesn't mean it's better. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If that's the case, we need to all go back to rotary dial phones. Mm, not <laughs> you better. You want to do that? It's not, it's not better. better. It's or not you pick better. up the phone and have to talk to the operator no, and, no, and no. get the number for. Not better. Not better, right? right. Yes. Or go out to, you know, use outhouses or dig holes in the ground and nope. use the bathroom. Not better. Something older doesn't necessarily mean it, it's better. Right. And also, older doesn't mean it's actually true. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in time when we thought the, you know, everything rotated around the earth. Yeah. And we know that's, that's right. not true. Right. Uh, so older, going back to something that's older, doesn't mean it's better, doesn't mean it's true. 
But mm-hmm. I also think when, he, when we talk about going back to your African roots, I always point people to Ethiopia. Yeah, that's like right. Ethiopia became a, a Christian nation apart from colonialism, mm-hmm. apart from slavery. Right. And I mean, the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, awesome. they point yeah. to that Beautiful. as mm-hmm. the beginning of their. And, and so like, don't fall for the, you know, the, the lie that nobody in Africa would be a Christian apart from colonialism and apart from slavery. Right. Like there's people who can who can can track their Christianity all the way back to, the, yeah. you know, the missionary efforts of the of the apostles and acts. Yeah. So cool. so we don't want to fall for that. But, you mm-hmm. know, in order to overcome that also, you have to model diversity and fellowship. Right. And and most, you know, importantly, diversity in leadership. Yeah. Like people need to, you know, people need to see us being able to worship together as brothers and sisters in Christ from different ethnicities. And they also yeah. need to see minorities in leadership. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not in leadership just over minority, you know, that's members, right. but in leadership over the majority yeah, as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that shows that we're kind of on a an equal footing instead mm-hmm. of, hey, you know, well, it's okay if, um, you know, they're a part of this church, but we're going to have white leadership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. are we just going to listen to the, the white pastor and not necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the black pastor right. or whatever culture? And right. so we want to make sure we do that, which is uh, challenging. It's challenging, you know? yeah. I mean, I, but I, but I do think that's. I mean, I think that's a. I think that's you know one of the things that you know we've tried to lean into by saying, hey, we're just going to be co-pastors, right? We're not. Um, we're we're both we're both going to lead together, you yeah. Know? And so, and not just saying it, you know, but actually trying to model it, right? Right. That's right. And you know, another thing. It's that we got to make sure that we can embrace each culture whenever possible. And we have to embrace the black culture. And many times what we do is, is that we we take Christianity and we mold it into our image. Well, the right way to sing is this way and the right way to express ourselves is Mm -hmm. this way. And there are certain elements to where it's just going to be wrong, right? And so you don't want to embrace those things. But there's other elements to where, like I, I think about in Africa, like they're very expressive in regards to their dance. Mm. And so right. we have to ask the question, how can we incorporate this into mm-hmm. worship? Yeah. And so it's not necessarily wrong to dance, mm-hmm. you know, when the music is playing or clap That's your hands right. or mm-hmm. have certain instrumentation. That's right. But you do want to make sure things are done in order. Mm. Like first Corinthians yes. 14, right? Sure. Yeah. And and so you want to you want to be careful about we want to make sure that we're not saying that a culture is wrong, but we mm-hmm. want to make sure that um, we're not embracing something that is against the word of God. Right. I mean, you have to understand preferences, right? I mean, yeah, there certain cultures just have certain preferences or certain, you know, affiliations or whatever you want to call that uh, things that they enjoy or, or ways that they like to do things, which again, goes back to the whole colonialism. Right. Idea. Right. It's like, we don't want to just make you Christians. We actually want to make you white like Euro- white Europeans because white European is best, right? And it so right. it's a different, you know. And so I think we have to be careful with that. Uh, and so just just so my listeners can all hold us accountable, I and 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 you heard it from his own mouth, the importance <laughs> of dancing in the worship service. Uh, I unfortunately cannot do that because. 
at the time I'm helping lead with get, the music. Get to do a little swaying, you know. No, and I'll do some of that, but Kenny Kenny can absolutely 100% start <laughs> dancing at the church this Sunday. I do so, a little rocking, you know. Um, no, 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 little no, rocking. A little rocking. A little that head bobbing. No, 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 no. <laughs> we need some you said very expressive dancing. Yes, very expressive. So tune in. Tune in to Facebook. Yes. You know, tune in. We've given you two reasons Popping now and locking. To, to to listen to the tune into our Facebook page. <laughs> So if it doesn't happen, guys, I'm going to be really disappointed on Sunday. You know, so I'm going to blame all my lack of worship on Kenny's failure yes, to dance. Failure so, to dance. Uh, got to lead by example, huh? Yes, that's right. That's right. See, right. you got to do that, right? We're going to overcome this barrier mostly, primarily through Kenny's dancing on Sunday. Uh, so what's what's so those are the two: slavery, white man's religion. What's a third barrier? I would say hypocrisy in the church is a uh, is another barrier, especially mm-hmm. in uh, in the black church. And so, um, what has happened is um, a lot of prosperity gospel, unfortunately, has seeped into the African American community. Right. And so, with that, has become a lot of abuses from the leadership. And right. So, yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, in my, in our community here, there's like this trope of the, the pastor with a Cadillac. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> I right. remember we were with the, the children one time and you were talking about your vehicle and one of the kids was like, you got a Cadillac or something like that. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm still holding out. Right. Still waiting for so like, my Cadillac. The, not saying that anything is wrong with a, necessarily wrong with a pastor with a Cadillac, but right. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the, you know, this younger generation, they're looking at these pastors with Cadillacs and they're seeing the community struggling. And they're wondering how is the church helping uh, the people in the community, right? Uh, while you're doing, you know, living in this nice house and you mm-hmm. know driving the driving nice a car. high Cadillac, mm-hmm. like right. it's like okay. Sometimes the perception is just wrong, and you mm. may not be doing anything wrong, but I mean, they see that abuse of you know church funds in a sense, right? And they say we don't want to have anything to do with it. But another thing is also. Um, just the abuse of leadership and abuse of membership and just how they live their lives. Right. I mean, <laughs> I talked about not just this. A pro- I mean, this is not just a problem in the right. black community. It's I mean, this is a problem. Right. You know, but, but, but yeah, that, that is one barrier for sure. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, preaching on Titus one talking about leaders and, you know, just talking about the perception of deacons in the church, mm-hmm. um, in our community. And I mean, it is not a good, you know, reputation that deacons have in in right. the black church here in mm-hmm. Syston. And so, uh, w- I mean, when people in the community see that, people who are lost see that, they're like, well, if these people are saved, yeah. then I must be saved. Right, I must be fine. Like, they're, you're, you're able, they're able to justify their sin if mm-hmm. they're seeing people in the church doing the exact same thing. Right. And so, you know, they see those abuses. They say, well, the church is just full of hypocrites. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. And so they stay away from it. Right. And then it's hard for us to, to share the gospel with them. Right. Um, what else? What other, I mean, are there other, um, well, let's just, we'll, we'll move to kind of overcoming. How, how do we, how do we overcome that in, you know, how do we lean in and recognize that hypocrisy 
And, and because there, I mean, some of that is a true, that is a true critique. Right. To some regard. Right. So how do we, you know, what is our plan? What is our strategy for trying to kind of overcome that barrier? Well, I think, first of all, we need to own up to it. Yeah, it's like just own up to it. Like, don't right. try to don't try know, to cover it up, cover it or, up, yeah, protect yeah. the institution mm. or all this. Right. Like, own up to it, repent, but then model faithful leadership. Like, right. un, like I understand that you know people are going to look at me in this community in a certain way. That I'm going to be right. held to a different standard. That's right. So I have to watch how I move, mm. and so I need to model. How you dance? Faithful leadership. Is that what you mean? Nah. Watch how you move. Watch how I move. Like I can't be driving a Cadillac, man. Oh, I thought you meant watch how you move. <laughs> right. right. Not I saying you know I'm again. gonna, you know, have my family riding around in any old junk. I'm just saying like, um, like I do have to watch. Right. You know how I move, how I dress, how all those yeah. things. Like I, I have to model something different than what has been right. previously previously modeled. Mm-hmm. But on on top of the faithful leadership, leadership has to be like also church discipline. Yeah. Like if everybody in the community know that your member is doing X, Y, and Z that they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything about it. Right. Like that's a problem. That's right. Like, like people in this community talk, man, they know what's yeah. going on in the churches right. and they know who's singing in the choir, but mm-hmm. is sleeping around with such, you know, this other person. Right. They know those things. And if they know it, you should know it. Yeah. And if you're not doing anything about it, then that's sending a signal to the right to the world that hey, this must be okay in that church. Yeah, and I mean it's First Corinthians five. Yeah, right. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. And that's so what if happens. if you're if you're just if as leaders you're just ignoring if we're just ignoring sin in the church or I mean we could say this, if we're ignoring sin in the leadership. Yeah, you know like if if I'm ignoring or you're if I'm ignoring your sin or you're ignoring my sin, um, or the, with the other elders, you know, I mean like that's. That's exactly, I mean, it's precisely why Paul's saying in 1 Corinthians 5, you, know, you have to put out, right? You have yeah. to uh, not, you know, put out the leaven, right? Don't 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 let it leaven the whole lump. And so, um, yeah, which is difficult, right? I mean, that's not an easy, I mean, those are challenges. Church discipline's difficult. It's challenging, but it's it's one of those challenges that we have to lead in, lean into if we're going to, if we're going to deal with the accusation of hypocrisy. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What other ways, any other ways that you could think of that maybe we could help with hypocrisy? Yeah, I think we have to be careful not to, like, you know, the Bible talks about a lot of little children to come, Mm, right? And I think in, you know, especially when I was coming up, it was like the children were to be seen and not heard. And Mm. so we weren't incorporating children into the life of the church. And so we have to be more, to overcome that, we just have to include people in in, of all ages, I mean, that's part of diversity and fellowship. Right. It's, it's another type of, yeah. Right. It's to include all of us into the, you know, the work and the service of the church. Right. And so, you know, that's a way to overcome this hypocrisy within the church. Good. Yeah. Well, so we're strategizing there, working on these barriers, trying to think through some of those things. Some of that even today is us thinking out loud and thinking through those things. And uh, I'd love to hear hear your thoughts on, on any of that. Diversity and fellowship at gmail.com. There you go. Yeah. It's, um, we got that at the end, too. And so, um, but we our crazy question, we wanted to stick with uh, the, the theme of barriers. Yes. And so the crazy question for today is, Kenny, do you have a story of overcoming barriers? Well, you know, I, I view all trees as barriers. Trees are <laughs> Like there's a, there's a picture of you know the chapel where there were like 
three trees in front of it, and you couldn't see the building. It's actually, if you go to Google Maps, it's still there. That's two, the tree, like, right? Like I mean, two hundred one Young Street in Seiston. Like, um, look it Google up on Maps. Google Maps, and you will see this building. These beautiful <laughs> that is covered by old trees. Beautiful old trees. Yes, they do not exist anymore because <laughs> I I overcome barriers. He overcomes them. I cut down trees by cutting down the that trees. are in my way. Yes. I cut down trees that are barriers to my yard mm. being nice with and leaf free, leafless at my right. <laughs> at my house, right. or that make it difficult more in my yard. Yes. So you know, um, I'm not a, a fan of um, like. Well, I'm not the greatest person in the, in the eyes of a lot of uh, environmentalists. I do oh. recycle. You oh, know, I do well, I do recycle okay. and Good. and all that stuff, but. You know, trees take a tree down. Trees are barriers, and they must be cut down. Okay. Um, in in my sphere of influence, that's so. great. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a history here of Kenny cutting down the trees yes. at Smith Chapel and getting into a l- at least a little bit of a trouble. A little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Little bit of trouble with that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my story about barriers is, um, uh, if my if you follow my wife, if you follow her on any of the things that you follow people on, um. She noted recently that she is actually a really good thief. She can, that's not, that's the wrong way to say that. She is really good at breaking into things. She could be, she has the potential of being a thief because she can break through the barrier of a locked door. So one time we came home, this is, I got two stories. One time we came home from, I think we had been on a trip or I can't even remember exactly what we were doing, but we were exhausted. I mean, we were late. And somebody in the church had done a beautiful thing. They had came in. They'd cleaned our house. I mean, top Look to bottom. I mean, nice. Like the church, I mean, it was so good. But they made the mistake. They, they didn't realize that our handle, we didn't have a key to the handle. We only had a key to the deadbolt. Uh-huh. So they had locked the handle yeah. on our house. We got the, you know, the deadbolt, but we couldn't get in our house. Right. It was like 10 o'clock at night, you know. Southeast Missouri, I'm pretty sure it was hot. I mean, as we talked about last week, the mosquitoes yes. were trying to carry us off. Oh, no. So, you know, it was one of those, like, what are we going to do? And Glenn was like, I think I can, you know, I think I can break, break <laughs> us in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, no, you can't. And so she got, she gets a credit card out. And Kenny, I'm not lying to you, within like five, I, less than, I mean, maybe less than a minute. Yes. She broke into our house. Yes. And so I'm just thinking... Well, it was an old lock. I mean, we didn't have a key for it. So maybe it was just kind of a, you know, just one of those kind of fluke deals. And well, the other day we got the locks changed in our house. The other day we were, I got locked out of my shed. Yes. I, I made a mistake. I locked the handle again. We didn't have a key for that. We, what's weird is we have all kinds of locks in our lives that we don't have, we have keys, keys for. To, right. It's probably a problem. But um, so I, Glenn was like, I was like, do you think you could, you know, do your, you know, work your magic? And I, we were kind of laughing, you know, ha ha. She won't be able to do this. 15 seconds. <laughs> She's 15 improved. seconds, man. She's she broke improved. in. I mean, and it was like with confidence. Yes. And and I mean, as soon as she opened it, I looked at her, I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, you're like a master. Like Ocean's 8 type. Yes. She's like a master. So there are no handle barriers. Yes. That my wife cannot overcome with an old credit card. Shout right? out to I Glenna. Mean, she can make it happen. Yes. She can do it for you. I, I mean, it's probably not a skill that you necessarily need a whole lot, but every now and then, every right? Every now and then, you got to yeah. have it, man. Maybe she needs to do like a video. Like if you're like, that's no, that's not going to work because then people are going to misuse that and right. break into things that 
there are some barriers that we need to not <laughs> we break need through. We need to not. Because right. when you do that, that's called breaking the law. Yes. So, uh, well, good stuff. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in and uh, letting us talk about uh, how to overcome uh, some barriers. And, and we do. We encourage you know pastors and others to be thinking about you know, what, what are the barriers? How can we win people to Christ? What, what can we do to try to overcome some of those barriers? And so uh, we hope that our discussion has been encouraging to you. We'll see you guys next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.